I love you. I had to stop beating there for a second to make sure we got <laughs> the quiet sounds. Welcome back to the Couch Potatoes. You could have finished eating before we were No, done. people love the sound of people yeah, eating. Yeah, they really do, they really don't do. they? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It's a whole ASMR thing. <laughs> I, the chewing one, am the green traveler from Gorsh. And I am the faceless Leon. Welcome back. This is Green and Faceless on the Couch. Yay. A podcast about movies and TV. And hey... We're talking about TV. Oh, so right, we are. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're back again. We were here last year, or maybe a little bit earlier or later last year. I can't remember when it came out. Earlier. But, we're on our game then. <laughs> uh, this is the second season of Vox, The Legend of Vox. The Marketing, Legend. Rather. rather. Um, Vox Machina, as some of you may know, is a, the adventuring party of Critical Role from their first campaign. Indeed. And uh, yeah, we're back again just to catch up on the on what happens in the second season because we enjoyed it. We enjoyed it a lot. Yes. In fact, we enjoyed it so much and so did so many other people that they've announced that their second campaign, The Mighty Nine, will be getting their own Amazon Prime show as well. Already, already. And I am excited about that, too, because um, honestly, yeah, it does. But also, not that the story, to diminish the story of the Vox Machina campaign, but the Mighty Nine campaign, you know, they knew what they were doing from the start. They'd been doing the, the show for years at that point. And they, they, yeah, it's just a much cleaner story mm. uh, from the live stream point of view. So if you're going to jump on to Critical Role, I do recommend watching that se- that second campaign. Yeah. The first campaign, especially towards the beginning, is a little messy. And I think they understand that. I've never, I've finished all of campaign one. I think I mentioned mm-hmm. that when we did season one of this. I love the Vox Machina crew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did not finish all of campaign two. But I love the characters of the Mighty Nine yeah. way more, which is really weird. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why. The episodes are four to five hours long, and it's oh, really yeah. fucking hard to it's just hard to find up. any of that time. Yeah. And but, this isn't to diminish anything about the third campaign either, no. because it's it's been well fun. And I don't know a lot about what's going on in the third pick campaign. I've only watched like the first twenty episodes, mm-hmm. but I love the characters too. But I have heard that they've already brought in characters from campaign one they have and maybe campaign two i'm not uh, sure they, i don't think so not yet if, but if i'm sure have, matt will if they have then uh i didn't quite catch it you know there's yeah. just so much yeah, like you can't like even when you're watching one video you can't pay attention to the whole thing. right no yeah I, I i feel like matt mercer who is the the dm the dungeon master right. the i feel like he has world. He has such beautiful storytelling ability that I feel like he's going to bring in the Mighty Nine, or at yeah, least characters in that So, I don't campaign. recall how much time was separated between the Mighty Nine and Vox Machina. Mm-hmm. I think it's 30 years, and I, and I was under the impression that Hell's Bells, which is the third campaign, is closer to Vox Machina. 
That's fair. Than the second one. But I, Interesting. I don't know. Keyleth is the leader of the Ashari hmm. to spoil the future. <laughs> so that's that's what she's doing out adventuring in the world. So she's Ashari, which is a clan of Druidic peoples. And uh, she is training to be their leader on, on a quest called the Aramente, where she has to go and um, master the four elements. Right. And in fact, we get to see some of that in this season, finally. Yeah, it's very exciting. I do yeah. enjoy it. And that's that's the other thing, is it's a huge cast. We've already talked to the cast in season mm-hmm. one. If you wanted us to talk about them, just go check that episode out. Yeah, There's a lot. I, I'm sure on the YouTube episode, I'm going to link the first episode yeah. to it. Yeah, because it's 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 really hard to just like you know I, I don't want to spend hours doing that. Right, right. But they they continue all of these this this beautiful core group. They continue mm. their character arcs that's going on, like uh, specifically you know Vex and Vax. They go f- way further right. into Vex and Vax. There's a um, lot of Vex and Vax. Vex voiced by Laura Bailey. Vax by Liam O'Brien. And just because I mentioned Keyleth, that's Marisha Ray. Thank you. And like yeah, this this one goes further into their their life, and it's it's mainly because a big moment happens in Vax's life. Yes, where Vex, who is at this moment still flirting with Percy, played mm-hmm. by Liam uh, Talison Jaffe, <laughs> they're they're just flirting. We know as watchers mm-hmm. of the show that they will become a beautiful couple. They will, uh, but. And sadly, we still haven't gotten that bathtub scene. I'm still very excited yeah, for the bathtub scene. Yeah, I thought scene. that already happened for yeah. some reason. I think it's. I think it'll be next season. Like, I think they. I think they got to be more of a thing. <laughs> oh, okay, you're right. You're yeah, right. but like, uh, I, I <laughs> Percy and uh, and Vex are are flirtatiously exploring some treasure when Percy accidentally sets off a trap that literally kills Vex. It, she is dead. She's dead, dead on the spot. Dead. And Vex. Their healer gnome, played by Ashley Johnson, can do nothing. Yeah, she can't. Nope. Yeah, yeah they got nothing in the spell bank that nothing. can that can bring the dead back yet. And yeah. <clears throat> Vax, who is completely distraught over the death of his sister, his twin sister, twin sister. Yeah. They're in a specific area, a Raven Queen's. Um, yeah, they're in a temple that's yeah. really. I will. I'll leave how they find the temple because right. that's interesting. But it yeah. does involve the Slayer's take. Which introduces uh, some guest stars, uh, Kashal and Zara. Kashal is a human healer, uh, cleric, and Zara is a tiefling warlock character. But they don't really get into her warlock stuff in this as much as they do in the show, because, you know, they have to compress it. But Will Friedle is famously really good friends with them, and so is Mary Elizabeth McGlynn, and they play those two characters, and... Yeah, very uh, that, wonderful. Yeah, I enjoyed their addition to this to the actual uh, animated it was, series. It's, it's really fun to watch the anime to have seen the campaign because there's so many moments where I'll you know I'll see characters and I'll be like I don't remember them from the campaign, right. mm-hmm. and then something will happen. I'll be like, oh, I remember this moment happening in the campaign, like uh, specifically with Will Friedle when he was playing with them mm-hmm. as as Kashaw. Yeah, he usually get, just goes by Cash it. too. Yeah. And in, in, in the interview with Will Friedle, he said, so when I came back to the character, you know, I, I rewatched the episodes and I was trying to really boil down what it was that Cash was. And, well, he's a dick. Yeah, he's a dick. <laughs> that, was, that was the funny thing, though, is it's like, because when those two are playing, you know, obviously 
everybody's having a normal session of D and D. They're yeah. just having fun. They're you yeah. know, they're all friends, laughing and having a good time. And I remember when it when it came into question of whether these two are villains yeah. or whether they're anti heroes. You know, like how do they fit in with the group? I remember watching the campaign and being like, I love them so much. Of course, they're going to help. Yeah. And then when you're watching the show, it's it really is just a moment of like. I can't remember if these guys helped yeah, them or not, or yeah, if they. If I do, the... Yeah, I remember in the campaign there was a moment, a couple of moments of, wait a minute, you guys are only here because it benefits you. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's definitely way more obvious in this, which you know it has to be in a, in a twenty minute episode. Yeah, yeah, they're only in three episodes each of the. Uh, it's what, fucking is it funny. Nine or. 12 uh i think this i think 12 in both so this is makes 24 now wow but uh what happens though is while they're in that that temple of the Mm -hmm. the raven god or whatever it was uh the matron of ravens is what they call it because the raven queen is copyright by somebody else that's fair yeah yeah and they're they're in her temple vex is dead and vax sees the raven queen a raven, matron of ravens. Matron of raven. Well, you can say and, whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and he makes a deal with her, basically. He will be her champion mm-hmm. if she can bring her his sister back from the dead. That's yes. what happens. And that's what happens. But he also, in the process, gets what they were there for. Right. Which is, the vestiges. Uh, a, yes. A vestige of divergence. So uh, in Matt Mercer's world, there was this big calamity, which was a fight amongst the gods. Yeah. And uh, they had these weapons to give to lesser beings, I'll say, to help them in this battle. Yeah, make them be able to go up toe-to-toe against godlike beings. Yes. And in this this timeline with the... the Legend of Vox Machina. Everybody's tuned out. They're just like these fucking nerds. <laughs> They're getting out of here. You listening now? <laughs> <laughs> but with with this timeline, the Chroma Conclave, which is a grouping of like five five dragons. Yeah, something like that. Four, I, we five. had the list up a second ago, but I deleted it. You d- you took that. I'm away. an asshole. But it's it is uh, led by Thordak the Cinder King. And he is wonderfully voiced by Lance. Oh, I, I was very Lance. impressed by. <laughs> when he, uh, he has a moment where you hear his voice where he's talking, and I was just immediately like, "That's Lance Raddick from Fringe." <laughs> I was just like, "Oh my god, I know this voice!" I was so excited. I love him. Yeah, he's he's great. And I think Beautiful the last man. time I talked about him was when I talked about uh, Resident Evil, the show. Yeah. There's also Ray Sean, played by Chris Summer. That's right. They have a much smaller role in this, but they are going to be a big deal in the third season, I'm sure. Kevdag's not. Kevdag is not. He is a, Ralph uh, a Goliath. I did, I did not, not realize that. No. Okay, Kevdag, to jump into that, is Grog, who was one of the uh, party members. Uh, played by played Travis. By, thank you, Travis oh, Willingham. Willingham. Thank you. Who is uh, the real-life husband of Laura, of Laura Bailey. Bailey. Uh he is a Goliath barbarian, and his uncle is the leader of the herd, the Stormlord. No, the Stormlord's the god. He's the, <laughs> I don't remember. Right. Um, but he uh, is named Kevdak and apparently voiced by Ralph Vincent. Like, what the fuck? I had no idea. I had idea. no idea. I fucking it makes love sense, Ralph though. Though. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, let's see if we can find the, the other dragons here I know here Umbersil is the really big one for this season. And uh, Matt Mercer plays them. Thankfully. Uh, and, yeah, he is obviously, like, the 
the god of this world so it's great that he gets to do voices in it and and you know he does such a good job that you didn't even recognize it was uh, yeah i didn't know it was him the other two are vorogal who i don't really remember in this i don't think they had a, a line or anything okay yeah i don't think they did you hear brim scythe a couple times and they are the the white dragon oh i didn't say umbrasil is a black dragon in D &D, right. that's acid and Raishan is a green dragon, which is poison, and Cinder King, red, yeah, is fire, and that's the that's the reason for the chroma yes. conclave. They're, yes. they're normally dragons do not cooperate like this, and for whatever yeah. reason, they've all come together. Yeah, to... and they're all ancient dragons. Which, yeah. if you know anything about D anD D, that's like the highest tier of dragons. Yeah, they're dangerous motherfuckers. Yeah, and these these this group of ridiculous hasmans, the Vox Machina, <laughs> they're called together to you know basically stop the Chroma Conclave because nobody else fucking can. And well, so, like when they show up, they totally destroy them. Oh, yeah. yeah, they destroy yeah, the, yeah this they, whole city, the whole city, and and they are like they have been just recently deemed the protectors of Amon. Yeah. And yeah, so they, they're literally the only ones. And as far as they know, everyone else who knew about what happened is dead. Yeah. And they're, they're sent on a, they, I can't remember how, but they're given like the idea that if they get these vestiges, these, these items that were given to people of days old to yes. fight this big calamity, yes. they will have a better standing yeah. in regards to the big fight against this Chroma Conclave. And so that's, that's this season is this, these, this season is them going out to try to find these vestiges and <laughs> <Your dog. laughs> you can hear my dog whining in the background because she wants treats oh, but in, in the process of that they come across an old foe yep anna ripley yep. wait it was anna right? yeah that's yeah. right yeah who survived the last season that's right i don't think we talked about them last episode no. they were working for the briarwood family uh, who had taken over Whitestone, Percy's right. home of origin. And she is a scientist slash engineer. And they, at the, being the Briarwoods, eventually portrayed her. And she was released by Vox Machina. Yeah, but and she's got it. She's got beef. She's got beef. And she's got one hand. Yeah. And she's... Uh, Kelly she's, Who. Yeah, thank Wu? you. Kelly Who. Kelly Who? Kelly Who. <laughs> <laughs> she, and she is she has aligned herself with Umbrasil, right? That's yes, yeah. Umbrasil, because Umbrasil is he's more conniving than Thordak is. Yeah. Thordak is very to the point of what they want to do, right? And and we don't know for a majority of the season what it is that he wants. He just to wants do. gold. It's very weird. It, 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 that's like, what it seems like. Yeah. But at the, that last episode, they yeah, show what he's up to. They so. do, and I love it. Yeah, it's a it's, good reveal good. for what's coming. Yes, it is. But, yeah, <laughs> but Umbrasil, yeah, is more willing to work with the mortals. Yeah. to get their own agenda done mm -hmm. and and you know all they really know about thordak's planet seems is that thordak wants them to be the gods of this world right and they're like okay these vestiges could definitely help us with that yeah. so umbersil is going after the vestiges as well so Vox Machina is constantly coming up against them yeah and it makes from for some very beautiful yeah uh, fights and everything. The animation's just as beautiful as it was in the first season. Oh, yeah. They did yeah, a great job Mouse there. did a great job. I, I will say that um, in regards to the Vox Machina crew, 
Whereas season one was very Percy heavy. Yeah. Percy kind of takes a back seat in this one. He, he kind of has a lot of more comedic stuff that goes on, especially yeah. when I get into the Fae realm. Oh yeah, because he's he's a learned guy. <laughs> he loves the Fae realm he until he's there. It. Yeah, he's like, I know so much, even though I've never been here. Look at all this great <laughs> stuff. Oh, don't touch that. Don't do this. Uh, it's also kind of interesting too because this didn't happen in the campaign, I don't believe, but the the Vox Machina crew is split in this season. I do think that happened, but I okay. I don't remember. I don't quite remember. It has been several years at this point. Right. I do think that happened. I think it happened like sometimes, but I feel like they were all in the Fey realm together. Um, Maybe not. I I, I you know know. again, it's been years since I've watched it too. But in this, you know, they're they're split into two different parties. You got Scanlan Pike and Grog. Scanlan Sam Regal. Thank you. We haven't mentioned yet. Yeah, beautiful. And he gets a lot more backstory in this too because there's a lot of good focus on Scanlan. He's the he's the clown of the group. Yeah. And you know he's he's a gnome and he's the bard. So he's he's constantly like he's kind of a womanizer too. And it's like one hundred percent. Well, I guess I not even just well yeah he's a sex addict yeah. Yeah. But like, there's a lot more backstory into his his mindset because he doesn't want to go up against the dragons. He thinks no. they're screwed. Yeah, yeah. They he he does. He's like, let's just find another world. Yeah, let's get <laughs> let's out of go here. let's go to Marquette, which is a different because he's he's always been a runner, and that's yeah. that's kind of what this whole season focuses on in his backstory is how he's always run away from his problems, and yet now he has to face them. And I loved their Scanlan's storyline in this is is very good. Like, yeah. even before they get more into his backstory, you can see that he is trying to be more responsible, be less yeah. of, a, of coward. a coward, yeah, yeah. and really try to help the scene. Like, there's the scene with the Sphinx. That's all I'll call it. Oh, God, I love it, man. That scene is so fucking good i I really love the song that he writes like on the spot obviously sam regal sam regal writes a lot of songs for the (laughs) the show and during the campaign the live campaign he did a lot of parodies on the spot (laughs) yeah it's so good but obviously licensing issues slash you want it to be original music for an animation but he's honestly just really good at coming up with songs he's a beautiful singer yeah he does got a good voice i mean it's obviously like a comedic style of singing but he makes it work so well for him yes and and i loved his backstory um they introduce a character who has a tie to him i will say yes um what was your name kylie kylie yep but kylie is a young gnome who they meet in um westron which is the place where Umbrasil is controlling the herd of Goliaths. Right. Yeah. Uh, and where Grog has decided to face his uncle. Yeah. Which, that's a great story. There's, yeah, too. we'll get into Grog's. Uh, Kylie is voiced by, I would assume it's pronounced Eileen Franchosi. Sorry if I mispronounced her name. She's great. I love yeah. Kylie. Grog's backstory is he has this beautiful sword that he got from the Briarwoods. Yes, yes. It was de- Silas Briarwood. Yeah, they yeah. defeated Silas Briarwood. He took his sword, Craven's, Craven's Edge, Edge. And Craven's Edge starts talking to him in his mind. And it's it's kind of similar to season one. There is um character Percy. It's, it's who very was, much like Soul's Edge. Did you ever play Soul Calibur? Nope, never did. Okay, well. Yeah. Yeah, they okay. didn't. They didn't try too hard for that. I understand, <laughs> but like uh, in the first season, Percy was you know seeing shit. He was you know he was trying to get his revenge. His right. gun was controlling his life. Basically, there's right. a shadow hanging over him. Some demon, very good. The stuff. gun was demon possessed. Yeah, and it's kind of similar with that storyline. But now it's Grog. Yeah, and yet again we have another character who's 
not really wanting to tell the party what's going on with them. And the party yeah. knows that something's going on, but they yeah. also just like, we don't want to push it too far because he'll get mad. Yeah, and, and he's way bigger than all of us. He's way bigger than all of us. Until he fights Craven's Edge, fights yes. back. That's such a good scene, too. It's good. I think it ended a little too quick. I think they could have pulled that out a they little longer. They probably could have, but they only had 12 episodes. That's and right. And man, you know, I was honestly expecting them to try to squeeze the entirety of the Chroma Conclave into one season. Right. I'm happy they Very did happy they did it. Yeah. I'm glad they broke it up into the... That'll be next season. The, <laughs> next yeah, season, they'll, they'll the finish them. Because <laughs> it did happen rather quickly after yeah. Umbrasil. It's true. Oh, spoilers. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but no, it's it's really good what they do with Craven's Edge. Once once they get through the, the little plot armor with Craven's Edge, Grog is weakened. Yes. He's very weakened and, to, and the point of like body mass, too. Like His yes. body is much smaller. He's so small. It's, it's hilarious. He can't barely move right afterwards. Yeah. He has to go to Pike's <laughs> grandpa. But, like, even uh, when he goes up against his uncle, or uh, whatever is the... Uh, Kevdak, yeah. Kevdak, yeah. Whenever he goes up against Kevdak, it's really funny because he's doing it weakened. Yes. And it's just, like, it's a good character moment because yeah. he's like, I gotta do this because, mm-hmm. you know, he sees the, the harm that they're causing. Yeah. Love it. It's a beautiful moment. It is. And that's... The, Pike doesn't really have much. She's got, you know, yeah, her hers, hers was... Uh, her story was bigger in the first season, Yeah, exactly. Too. So she took a little bit of a backseat. The other grouping, though, Vex, Vax, and Percy, and Keyleth, mm-hmm. they're in the Fey Realm. All the tall ones. Yeah, yeah. all the tall ones. Except for Krog. <laughs> but, like, you know, we've already talked about what's going on with Vex and Vax. You know, mm-hmm. Vex, you know, she died... But she's okay. Yeah. But she's also kind of flirting with Percy. They got their thing going on. She's got a broom now that flies. That's kind of yeah, fun. Yeah. That's hilarious. I love I love that when it <laughs> happened in the campaign. It was so fucking good. Because you're just like, where is Sam going with this? And then he reveals that he's just trying to make her a witch. And it's fucking great. It was the funniest fucking thing. Sam is a genius. Uh, yeah. When... Um... <clears throat> When a certain thing happens, I'll say, there's a line that Laura has, and she's like, I get a flying broom, and you get wings? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fucking wonderful, because Vax... I mean, it's it's no spoilers. Vax gets wings once okay, he takes okay. once he becomes a champion of the Matron of Ravens. Yes, he becomes super fucking fast. He is yeah. the best rogue on earth. Really, oh, yeah, he's he's really, really fucking OP. fun. He was already pretty OP to start. Yeah, yeah. He's got daggers that come back to him like Thor's yeah. hammer. It's yeah. beautiful. It's great. Uh, well, even better than Thor's hammer. They don't even have to fly back. They just yeah. disappear and come back. Like, I do. Going right back to hand. the first season really quick, I'm happy they included the snake belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I wish there was a little bit more with that, but it, yeah. yeah, it was just a fun gag. And that's that's Vax's story is he's dealing with this whole, he's seeing the ravens everywhere. And yeah. she's like kind of the, the, the goddess of death. In a yeah, way. She, of of uh, the pat like the, the it she is the harbinger, or basically like you know our Earth's version of the the Mariner yeah. that bring, brings souls across, right? Uh, but she also is a goddess of faith, yeah. fate. And it's it's really kind of good. There's a lot of trippy imagery whenever she appears. Yeah. I fucking loved it. Yeah, and then you know, Vax is a very stoic keeps everything internalized kind of person so mm-hmm. it's again it's another one of those like keeping things away from the group but he's more willing to let people in and be like you know this is what's going on but i will deal with it you know he's just like let me be um one fun person they meet in the fair realm that's going to tie yeah. heavily into the mighty nine, nine when they yeah. get there is uh I, I just found him but then i lost him i don't know if you recognize his yeah. voice but it's garmili i did played by billy boyd pippin yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, they had they had Mario. Yeah, they did. Dominic yeah. Monaghan in the first season. Yeah. He, his character sadly died. Played Archibald Desney. Uh, but it's so fun that they bring Pippin and Billy Boyd. When yeah. I first heard his voice, I was like, oh, I know who that is. I was That's just like, this so is so bad. great. That's I don't bad. think he's going to play the character. No, so Garmili, it seemed like it changed when, yeah. when he changed. Yeah, not to, I won't spoil who it is, but mm. Garmili is a front. Garmili yes. is a character who uh, is helping he the... looks mi- like the- a satyr with a tail. Right, yeah. yeah. And, he, and he's helping the Vox Machina crew mm-hmm. through uh, through helping. the Feyrell. Yeah, yeah, helping. <laughs> and, and, and with quotes, air quotes around if you can't hear it. I fucking love his journal. The character is so oh, good. Oh, it's, it's good. So he's like, the first thing that happens when they're in the Fey Realm is that they've come up upon Garmili. Yeah. And he is just drawing in his, his <laughs> sketchbook and he closes it and tries to run away and they grab it. Right. And it's all sexual images of <laughs> which is which is a big reference to who his character yes. really is yes. in the Mighty Nine. One hundred percent. If you've ever if you've ever watched, I mean, obviously, if you've watched Critical Role, you know who Garmelia is. You know who he's a front as. Uh, great stuff. I'm good very stuff. excited for them to touch upon that in the Mighty Nine because that character is probably one of my favorites. I really yeah, love I the really mystery around that character. Love... Yes, I do. And yeah. and the the character in the Mighty Nine that they're connected to is probably my favorite. Ah, uh, yeah, too. yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I, we could say it's Lord Bailey's killer. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's not too spoilery. Uh, oh, uh, Trinket is oh, yeah. <laughs> typically voiced by Matthew Mercer doing bear noises. He's... But there is one scene in the fake wow. <laughs> They get high as fuck, man. Yeah, they get they trip on they accidentally are tripping both uh Lord uh both Vex and Keyleth. Yeah. And Vex has this bear and she turns to him and it's Cheech Marin. And he's like, dude, you're super fucked up. <laughs> She's like, you can talk. He's like, I didn't think you would sound like that. He's <laughs> like, I know, dude. It's good shit, man. It's I so fucking funny. love it. But yeah, that's, that's basically what's going on. They're trying to find these vestiges. It all boils down to a big, beautiful fight between the dragon and yes. the Vox Machina crew. Scanlan's got some really fucking beautiful moments in that fight. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. But Everyone does. My favorite moment is Scanlan's. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's. I don't know. Like we don't need to go much further into. I, I, I think would say. we should do just go ahead and do closing scenes because yeah. we did go rather in depth on the first episode, and this is just a catch up. Exactly. And we'll do another one next year, right? Sure. And, and obviously, everybody's already confused, and they're all just like, <laughs> they're just like, I have no fucking clue what's Why going on. Why did I on. listen to this episode? Well, what's going on? <laughs> And we're sorry for that, honestly. Like, just watch the first season, or first, watch the show. That's really all yes, that comes Yes, watch down the to. show, but also, yeah, check out our first episode. We we gushed just as much, but we probably explained more, and, and it'll right. make this episode make more sense. And there, I know there's a, there's one of our patrons out there by the name of Gage, uh, oh. absolutely loves Critical Role. He well, watches good. it a lot. He, he's pretty much keeping up in, with the third campaign and everything. Uh, I'm pretty close. Hasn't, hasn't mm-hmm. watched this show yet what and i'm so confused what like just watch it gage if it's, you're listening it's to this, so much watch it. you can watch all of it in the time it takes to watch one and a half episodes of critical role yeah really <laughs> no like honestly you can watch most of the season during one of our fucking days at work <laughs> so like if you're ever just in an ability to just watch tv gage just do it just watch this show it's so good uh, and that's that's my closing statement on it. You know, season one, I, I'm pretty sure I gave four stars. 
I'm giving season two four stars. It's just it did, fucking fun. Yeah, it picks up right where it left off, uh, and it, it hits the ground running. Yeah, that first episode, I was surprised at how tense it was, how they were able to hold that tension right. from the first. Uh, the and even class. when the group splits, they do a really good job at cutting back and forth. Yeah. You know, they keep the they keep the tension going. Like, there's so many times, because the episodes are only like 20, 24 minutes yeah. long. Yeah. And there were so many times that the credits would roll. And I would literally just be like, what? Yeah. That was like, it. How, well, how could that be th- it? I was like, that was only 10 minutes. And yeah. I would be like, oh, no, it was. No. It was a full yeah. 20. And and I think a, a reason why it seems even faster than it is because it's so good, well-humored. Yeah. 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 The humor and the action is yeah. so well done. Like, like, I love everything about it. The voice acting, they get anybody they want. Yeah, they sure do. And, you know, that's because uh, they're they're all professional voice actors and right. so they they know everybody in the community but also critical oh, role is just incredibly popular i'm remembering one of the the dragons oh no general krieg was in the first uh, first season that, i was thinking one of ten yeah. he i i he he was a was, dragon. Uh, I think he was part of the Chroma Conclave. See, that's what I was thinking. I was because like I remember when we pulled up the the listing of the Chroma Conclave. I was we were like, there's one character if that, that like, was the, the dra- his is. dragon name. Well, I we'll don't find know. Out. We might as well. Just well, pad while this you're doing just a tiny that, bit. while you're doing that, I will say definitely a face and half for season two. I was impressed. One thing that I I would talk against. Brimside. Hey. He's Brimside. Oh, he's Brimside. That's okay. right. Yeah, so he was okay. a member of the Chroma Conclave. So, so you know. Vorgala or whatever is the Ice Dragon. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Well, anyways, I give it a face and a half, as I oh, said. God. It's very good. The only complaint... What? Yeah, we forgot. We forgot to mention <laughs> that Henry Winkler is Pike's dad. Yeah, it's his, it's either her grandpa or great grandpa. I can't oh, okay. remember. But Will Hand Trickfoot. Yeah. The Henry Winkler. Yeah, I, mean, I recognize his voice. When I, I have. <laughs> well, you know, I just don't expect him to be in things anymore. I know, right? He's, he's been beautiful. around for forever. I don't remember. Not, no offense, Henry. I I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's good. Like they he's get good. Yeah. they get anyone they fucking want. They yeah. they call out to somebody. They got Christopher Sabat. They got Logic. They got Logic. <laughs> they got Tony Hale. They got Marion Pippen. Lance Reddick. Jeez, man. David Tennant. Oh, God. Okay. They know well, no bounds. Oh, yeah, Mason Alexander Park. They were in the first season. And as the tavern keeper, oh, it was a very small, tiny I role. I see. I want them to have more of, of them. The, 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 the pink person with the daughter? I think I'm not honestly sure. Okay. I've tried so very hard because I rewatched the first season trying to find Mason Alexander. I could not yeah, find it them. It would have been in the first episode yeah. of this person I'm thinking. I think it was really early on, but... Mason Alexander, if you're listening, I love you. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> so an idol of mine. Here we go. What I want to say, my one complaint about it. You got a complaint? I do because okay. Uh, separately, I love the animation of the characters in the setting, right? And I separately love the animation of the dragons. They don't feel to mesh completely together. Yeah, there there is a there is a weirdness to them. Yeah. But I honestly think that works for dragons. Yeah, I don't know. 
I'm not a big fan of that style of mixing the animations, but I understand when you have a big, huge creature, the mechanics are completely yeah, different, yeah. and uh, it's a lot easier they do have to, to get track into that its with. butthole too. They do have to get into its butthole. There, there is the inside of the body is the same animation yeah. though as <laughs> it's, it's the, very the weird. creatures. It's I'm, very the, weird. Not the the characters, whatever. That's fair. Anyway, no, that understand. is my only complaint about it. It, it, it does throw me off a bit too. They also have Felicia Day. Anyways, <laughs> that makes sense. That does. She's Critical Role them, yeah. started on Felicia Day's site, uh, Geek and Sundry. That's right. Yeah. Love All right. It. I think that's it, though. That is I, the show. Yeah, we yeah. fucking love this show. Go check it out if you like uh, anime. This obviously isn't anime; it's animated. Yes. But at the same time, if you like that style of fantasy, like excitement, like mm-hmm. an, an animation in general. Right. The show nails it. If you play D and D and you haven't watched this, it's like what? right, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead and watch this. This is this is D and D in a nutshell. It's beautiful stuff. Yeah. Matt Mercer. I know he didn't write the episodes, but he wrote the you know the campaign and everything. And the man's a motherfucking genius. And I'm sure he had a big hand in the, right. you know, what what happened. They also they got episode. big names in the writing crew too. I don't honestly know them, but I've watched many like stories I know about Kevin them. Burke's name for sure. Yeah. Sam Regal guy. Yeah, Sam and Travis, and Travis. wrote an episode wow. of. Yeah, it's like they've got so many beautiful people working on this show that it's just you gotta watch it, man. You just got to. That's that's the that's the green and faceless plug right there. Not that they need it. Not but. that they need it, but we do love you, Critical Role. And if you ever want me to play with you, <laughs> yeah, if you ever want green and faceless to be on there, we'll gra- gladly be yes. there. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Die in hand. We got dice at the ready. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I even got characters at the ready. I found this new app. Uh, that can generate first level characters really quickly and you can do as many as you want there you go I made way too many I'll make the doctor (laughs) but I'll make it so that it works in D&D we'll figure it out Matt will help me bard would work pretty well probably I've never played a bard so that'd be a lot of fun actually no I have played a bard I had that um, my dwarf lady at one time yeah Yeah. I always play ladies it's just more fun that way I I, I go back and forth but well I'm the Typically the DM, so yeah. I yeah. the only the only male I've played is the the, the uh, actually no, I played Raphael too. I played Hawkeye. I do remember Hawkeye. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, Raphael from the Le- uh, from the Adventures of Algorn. Yes, own that's yeah, that's attempt. our own. Uh, it was our first campaign that we did together, and we adapted it into a, a podcast. A radio show. Yes, a radio show, and it's got six episodes. If you want to check it out, it's where you can find podcasts. I do have more written, just no time to produce it. Yeah, so if you guys while. want more of that, you, know, you can leave us uh, some comments at our Patreon, patreon.com slash green and faceless. Yeah. And, you know, your support could help us do more projects like indeed that. indeed so if you are a fan of that show let us know. i've got a horror radio show in mind if you want if you want something out of alfred hitchcock i've got plans for a horror radio show that sounds fun so yeah help us out financially yeah we would love to do more projects yeah. for sure we've got we've got ideas out the butthole yes we're pooping them out every day yep so thank you so much for listening indeed <laughs> I am the Faceless Leon. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. <laughs> Safe travels and good night. Just had a roll of dice and nice. Felt I right. like that. It did, it did feel right. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19.
Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.